Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, I'm asking the question, why don't we change? What are the things about us that keep us from doing the things we want to actually do? Why do we get so stuck? And hoping that what we talk about releases some sort of block you have so you can make those changes. Um, but first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So I hear you have some updates. Yes. I, I, before we get started today, I just wanted mm-hmm. to throw in a few updates. Okay. Um uh, official sure, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a little housekeeping. Yes, housekeeping. Make sure everybody knows what's going on. Yes, it's essential like that you that. do. Yes. Yeah. These, and these are very <laughs> essential points that I will be making. Yes. Uh, first, first, I just do want to note that we did a uh, contest on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page at the end of of the show, we'll be reading off auras. Yeah, so we'll do some aura colors. Do some quick aura uh, reads at the end of the podcast. Yeah, episode so hold on today. for that because we have been noticing. I was looking at the numbers the other day, and like everyone has been hanging on to like the last two minutes. You can't tell so, that. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it's like a no, Netflix right. show. There's yeah. actually no way to tell that, but okay. uh, so hang on for that. Okay. Um, we did. I know everyone. Um, in the beginning of the year was. You know, because it was on my vision board mm-hmm. uh, that we were going to win the People's Choice Podcast Award. Yes. You know, we had hundreds, I'm assuming hundreds of people write in for us. I know. Maybe thousands, who knows. <laughs> we did get nominated, but we did not win. We got nominated. So we're on the board for nominees for uh, Best Podcast in Religion and Spirituality category, but we didn't win. Right. Uh, we did make a acceptance speech video because you had to just because it was virtual this year so in case you did win you had to give an acceptance speech uh so you might want to check that out we did we, we did put it on the mystic michaela spiritual family page we did yes it is very but honestly I think it's funny, but. we feel like we're winners yes. because we're just like that you even voted for us that we even made the nominees we're like oh my god thank you so much you guys like yeah. I, I really felt the love. I really don't yeah. feel like I lost because we got to put up our acceptance speech. So we had to film an acceptance speech. They right. had us send one in no matter what. Yeah. So we had to do it as if we won. Right. So like when we're accepting that award, it's really, like that's us. We went all in. We did. I mean, it was a great speech. Well, as I was watching, because we it was like a live show and as I was watching the other ones that came before us, like in their acceptance speeches were just like very like, hey guys, I want to say dry. this and this. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, Scott, yeah. if ours goes up there, we're going to look like weirdo, like yeah. wacky people. Yeah. I like, was dressed as an Amish guy. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't match at all. Yeah. We're like screaming. I'm holding Brianna's basketball participation award. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, other updates. Um, your mom is still claiming that she was Anne Frank in a past life. Okay. Uh, so that's still on the Some table. Some things never change. Never change. She was also Lady Godiva. Those of you who are newer to the podcast, you've been following this for quite a while My now. My mom's past lives. Yes. Um, we've had a huge uptick in the listeners in Nebraska. Oh. That was unexpected. This is great. Yes. It's fantastic. So thank you, Nebraska. Go Nebraska. Huge shout out to Nebraska. Scott, what's their state motto? I'm calling oh, you out. Oh, no. I'm calling you um, out. You used it, to know it, all of these. Yeah. Is it, it's what's well, the Arbor State, right? I don't know. I, you could tell me anything. I'd be like, okay. Oh. Um, a few people live here. <laughs> That's their motto? Yeah. A few, few people live here? A few here. people live here. Um, but anyway, we really want to thank you. Um, I think that most of them are coming from Lincoln, Nebraska, and also from, uh, what was that, that little town that we actually went into? Oh, man, I forgot. Uh, kind of going when you're going into South Dakota, but I forgot the name of the town. Um, anyway, also, another, I just, we have to give another huge shout out to our 
our Canadian friends. Uh, we've been getting a lot of, of Canadian oh, yes. um, people. And I think in Canada, they don't like get everything the same we do yeah. on the iTunes and they all that. They have different iTunes lists and stuff. So let's just, you know, Mounties. Maple Sugar. Lundy's Lane. Um, Toronto. Tor- good. Montreal. <laughs> Um, I'm probably better at this game than you. You're better at it. <laughs> well, Niagara Falls. They're polite. Polite. A. A. <laughs> they're very uh, nice people. Rick Moranis. Oh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Mike Kate, Myers. Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow. I've all never right. met a rude Canadian. Me neither. They're all very nice. They're very nice. Yeah. Toronto, uh, Blue Jays, we did that one. Okay. Okay. You, I, don't, I don't know. It's all a right. cold there. Anyway, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. They love Wayne Gretzky. Hockey. Just say hockey. 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 You know what's funny? Anytime I do a reading for a mom, a Canadian mom, their son is always a hockey player. Yes. That, like, no, like, seriously. Like, it, I think if you have a kid, they play hockey if you live in they Canada. Do. Well, they're born with skates on, so. Well, it's like baseball here. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like, it, like if you have a but, little, if yeah. you have a boy, you kind of put him in little league, and I think in Canada, you stick him in hockey. Yeah. The Although, girls, too. I, I think the girls, too. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the dogs, everybody. the cats, everybody. everybody. Now. Everybody. And speaking of cats, you guys convinced me to adopt a cat. Oh my gosh. So we adopted a cat. We already have Rocky. So, yeah. Rocky Rocky was a stray. Rocky was a stray. I think he was like thrown out of a car or something. We had him really young. Tossed him out of a car window. Yeah. He was on the street. He was on the street. And And like, we picked him up. Yeah. And and I, (laughs) like, usually that's how any cat I've had in my adult life, I've just, happened by so this cat was the first one we actually went to the shelter to, yep. to pick out yeah we went to peggy adams shelter went to peggy adams with the kids and you yeah i don't I, know how you got i don't know how we talked you into this i don't know either i mean well brie was having a bad week at school yes the, you know with the corona she was scared of the coronavirus yeah. and you know it was first week of middle school yeah so she came home crying you know the first day or the second day yeah and then you caved and then i came in I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? You know, my goofy way, and everybody's crying, and I'm, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then you basically told me that, like, well, if she gets through the week, could we get her a cat? And I'm just like, oh. you're like, really, Megan? Really? That's what you said. So Saturday, we packed it up and we went to Peggy Adams, and yeah. um, it was really cool because yeah. like we spent a good chunk of time there. We decided yeah. we wanted a five-year-old yes. cat. Like somebody's like middle-aged kitty cat. Right. So we got a five-year-old cat with eye problems. Well, let's well when we were there, we, yeah. we spent time with a lot of the cats. Yes, we did. And um, I was really trying to pick out a good cat for our family. Yeah, so do you when you were there, I mean to me I was just going around looking at them and just looking at the charts and anything that said like over like 3 years, <laughs> I would look at like cuz they had tons of kittens there. Oh my god. But I think so you cute. and Bree and Abby, you know, especially I think you and Bree, were going probably more on energy, right? Bree and I had an energy thing going on. Okay. So we'd go into each cat room cuz you can go in and like play with them and stuff and we were like, okay, Nope. Like, I don't know. Like, Brie and I are pretty good like that. We can tell mm-hmm. who's just not good with Abby, who just right. doesn't want to be touched. And and we actually, I could have gone home with three cats. Like, that's, okay. we found three cats we really loved. But yeah. there was one, you know, I can tell if they were a stray. Okay. Or I can tell if they were in a house. Okay. So there's different energies for, like, house cats or, like, cats that were, like, street cats. Oh. So when we found Dusty, I could, I didn't know this at the time, but, like, and Brie and I kind of you could tell he was used to people. I felt like he 
had a, a kid or something like he would you know and i felt like he was a house cat and i felt like he had a family and that's what they told us and then then when i was like we, we wanted to get him i'm like, you're like what's his story and he was an owner gave him up because they were moving yeah yeah so he he was um owner surrendered right but then there was um this other cat, Fifi, you uh, loved Fifi. Yeah, she had a missing foot. She, yes, she had a missing and foot. And a missing part of her ear was missing. Yeah, she was, and, and, um. I liked that one. She was so sweet. I know. But she had kind of like, um, a feral vibe. Okay. She was very friendly. Yeah. But then they said they found, she was like a community cat. Yeah. Like she had been taking care of people, but she was never anybody's pet. Right. Which you can tell, like, I don't know, I can tell on animals. I'm, I'm sure some of you guys listening can too, like who's a stray versus. But my issue with her was because Rocky, we have a cat here. He's very, I don't know. He's, we, we have a toxic relationship with yeah, Rocky. He, he's toxic. We love him, yeah. but I was afraid he'd kill her because she was missing a foot. Like she can't move as quick. Yeah, he would have taken her down. I was afraid he would have hurt her. Like we needed a cat that had all its faculties. <laughs> But I felt terrible about that one I because I don't know who would take her. And she was so sweet. I know. I mean, I was, I, I, that was my number that one pick. That was your pick. I mean, but, but I think Rocky would have kicked her butt. Yeah. That was sad. And probably, then, yeah, probably. We, yeah. So I, when you go to a shelter, yeah, like Brie and I were like, okay, this one, this one, just the personalities. Like if they're, I can tell if they're a clean cat or not, just little things like that. Um, so it was a really cool experience mm-hmm. to go in and use my my skills, skills. and, and kind of help Bree support using her skills. Although yeah. she's pretty confident at it. Yeah, she's good. Now, way back when, when we were in Buffalo. Oh, God. Uh, oh, you're telling this story? Yeah, oh my I'm going to tell this story. This is a little creepy. This is, this is creepy, creepy. Guys. This is creepier than when the wine, you know, went flying off the table at my mom. Yeah, this is very we scary. Um, we had this uh, opportunity to foster a cat. Mm-hmm. So not to adopt, but to, to foster. Yeah. And, you know, I think... We had one cat. We had Rowie at the time. Yes, my pa- cat who passed. Yeah, Rowie. and they said it wouldn't be for a long period of time. So we're like, fine. All right, we'll just we'll foster this cat. Yeah, and we fostered talk, a cat yeah. named Frisbee. So, Frisbee. Frisbee. She was all white. Yes. And it was from this shelter that was like overcrowded. And they right. were asking people in the area, can you just foster cats? So they're more acclimated to be adopted. Right. So, you know, it was like this big call out. I'm like, oh my God, I felt like I had to do it. So... They gave me Frisbee. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Seriously, I've, I've had a lot of cats in my life. That. And, and that cat was, there was just something wrong with her. Yeah. So we just had this tiny two-bedroom apartment. And we put her down, and we never saw her again. No. That was it. <laughs> she just ran under the bed. We never saw her. No. And you know what's weird? She, um... She was eating because we had food out and stuff. And right. it wasn't a big apartment, but we never saw her eat. No, we heard her under the bed. Well, she would crawl into spaces that, because like underneath, she would, could, would make herself flat. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if she had bones. <laughs> I don't think she did. It was creepy because I had this one nightstand that had no, like maybe it was an inch, maybe less of space. And she would just stay under there. And I, I was like, is she okay? And I lifted it up and she would just flat. Yeah. It she, was really weird. She freaked me out. So tell the story, or do you want me to tell yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I almost, I think I blocked this oh my God. one out of my mind. And I, till this day, I believe this story okay. to be true. He does. So Scott is not one to believe any of this stuff. No. But the cat was odd, okay? The cat was a little odd. And um, it was kind of creepy because we knew she was there, but we never saw her. Okay. So anyway, so we were both teaching at the time. So we would... You know, go to bed at a reasonable time. But one middle of the night, it was 3 a.m. 
you jumped out of bed like like in one leap from your side of the bed to the light switch yes. like on the other end of the room like i'm not even joking no true you jumped out with a scream like a banshee you just megan i don't want to like freak people out who's listening like yeah. megan megan the cat's plotting to kill me the pla- cat's plotting no, to kill not me not only me you too yeah Both oh, of us. yeah okay yeah, yeah. and i us. said what are you okay and i'm like and you were like freaked out like i've never seen you i have to this day not seen you like that yeah i'm like scott calm down calm down so the lights are on it's i look it's 3 a.m you're like i am and you were like adamant you're like i'm not making this up it wasn't a dream i heard the cat plotting to kill us i'm like what did you hear the cat say and we look under the bed and frisbee's there with rowie and they're just kind of like you know sitting there next to each other or whatever and so what did you hear Dude, I heard like these demonic voices mm-hmm. coming from that cat yeah. telling our other cat, Rowie, that we need to be killed and they need to get rid of us. Now, Rowie, our other cat who has since passed, was, you know, he listened, but he didn't say anything. Well, he was just being a cat. He was just being a cat and he wasn't going along with the plot. Right. But I, to this day, believe that our, that foster cat, Frisbee, was plotting to kill us. Did you hear the words or was it like a psychic connection? I thought I heard the words. Like, okay. Let's kill them. Like some stuff like that. How you know? are they going to do it? I, I don't know. How is he going to do it? I, 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 or I she? No how is she going to do it? Uh, um, I don't know. So anyway, so my mom's a medium too. Yes. And you were so freaked out. Oh, and after that, she started making weird vocalizations. Weird, no, yeah. Like, like Very, Yeah. It was... And I've heard cats like growl. I've had, like I said, I've had cats in my life. I hear them growl and make vocalizations. These were not normal. No. They were very weird. And um, they freaked me out, honestly. So I talked to my mom about it because she's a medium. And she said that um, the cat was living with the spirit of a woman inside of her. So it was the cat sharing the body with a woman. And that woman wanted to kill us? And so the cat made room for this woman to live in her. Oh, my God. And so the, the woman was, like, hijacking the cat's body. The woman's spirit was hijacking the cat's body yeah. to, to live, to, to you know. And she just wanted to be free and alone. She didn't like the apartment. She didn't want to live, like, all that. After, and like I said, after that, she was making these really, almost, like, talking. I know. It was so crazy. I'm cat. I was raised Catholic, so I got a ton of holy water, right? So mm-hmm. remember? Yep. So I, I blessed the cat. Yep. Like, well, you, I could never find the cat, so I just kind of tried to throw holy water on it. That stopped it. Yeah, that did. For a while. Yeah. So now we have this foster cat who you feel is trying to kill us. We don't feel safe in our own home. No, I didn't even want to go back. I didn't want to it, sleep there. It was really scary. Yeah. Um, making these vocalizations and, and I'm just like praying that this thing gets adopted. Yeah. So finally it did. Thank God. We get this call like, oh, you can bring it in. There's this family that wants her. And man, I didn't say a flipping word. I'm like, here, she's no, a great cat. Go. She's great. She's great. She no problem. <laughs> sorry. Whoever got her. I hope she's better. And because I'm like, she's great. Here you go. Because yeah. it freaked me out. Yes. And I just have to add this one part to the story. This, this happened after. Um, so now the, the cat had been adopted and I, you know, I, I, not Canadian, but I also used to play hockey. Yeah. So I, uh, went and I got, one day I got my hockey bag, you know, if you play hockey, you get these huge bags with huge all the equipment. Huge bags, all their stuff. And I opened it. I'm like, what's that smell? And usually it's just me cause I stink from you know, sweating and yeah, I, I didn't wash my stuff equipment. Smells. The hockey bag was literally covered in cat crap 
and piss. Ew. The cat was using. She did. Frisbee, she, the cat, she, was like, using my hockey bag. But it's weird because it was kind of zippered up. So she had no, to there was kind like of, a hole in a little She box. had to kind of like really get in well, there. Well, remember, she could sneak in like that. She, she had no was bones. like a snake. She was like a snake. She was like a snake. Yeah. She was so, like a shapeshifter. She was a demon, demon snake and my hockey bag filled with And because cat poop. people are going to have this question, it is true. And I see this all the time, but not in a scary way. If you ever have a cat or a dog that reminds you of, oh my God, he's doing the same thing my other dog did, or he's doing the same thing my other cat did, you know, who's dead, mm-hmm. you know, like, or like you'll, so a lot of people will be like, oh, my dog did this thing that my past dog used to do. Or sometimes I'll hear people be like, oh my gosh, like my cat is doing something my mom used to do to me or my cat. It is true. Animals can make room to channel people and pets who've passed. They can. That is true. I see it all the time. So like when a pet reminds you of something that a human who's died or another pet who's died, um, like their personality, it's them. Okay. Not crazy. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, well, on that note, yeah. let's... I decided, you know, as I always do, I do my research for the show. Um, and signs that you are ready for a change. Yeah. So that'll be this yes. topic. What are our signs and signs symptoms? Ready for, right. Signs and symptoms. All right. So I came up with a list here. Um, and here we go. Your current life is too small to fit your big dreams. Mm. And I thought about this one and, and I was like, yeah. You know, the other day I had a, one of my favorite shirts. I put it in the, uh, the laundry, came back. It, it shrunk a little bit. And, you know, maybe, you know, my closet, a little too small. Okay. Is that So you're saying like here? literal, literal kind of interpretation of that. Well, I mean, if you're, yeah, if your current life is too, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is yeah. That something? Well, I think that mirror means like when you feel like your life's a little small for you. Like, yeah. oh my God, like I don't have, have enough excitement or I'm not doing oh. enough big things or I'm not getting enough um, uh, just thrill or whatever. Okay. Like I want more. But, you know, it is interesting that sometimes... These things can manifest in small microcosmic ways like, oh, I need a bigger closet. That okay. can be like actually you actually metaphoring it in a way. To, I'm trying to make this deeper for you. No, no. You, hey, you're making me look good right now. <laughs> I tried to make that deeper. Yes. I tried to make that work. All right. All right. What's the next one? Well, no, next you, changed one? My, you changed my view and okay. now I think what I need to do is try, try out maybe uh, for that life below zero that takes place in Alaska. They have a lot of space. They do have a lot of space. So that's a, that you couldn't be. live off the grid. You're right. All right. Number two, <laughs> your soul is calling you to be, to have, and to do more. And, you know, this one rang true with me too. The, the, our landline, the phone, has been acting up lately. You know, my cell phone was, was a little glitchy the other day. Okay. Um, Again, you're getting a little literal, Scott. So this is not what we're talking no, about? No, it means okay. like your soul, mm-hmm. the part inside of you is like, oh my God, there has to be more than this. Uh. Like I, you know, I need, I need to push myself. All right. Now I am currently, and again, fans of the show will know I have a spirit guy named Phoebe. You do. We've been fighting lately again. (sighs) It's bad. It's been a real serious issue. Yeah. It's over Johnson and Johnson. I'm not going to get into it. Um, (laughs) 
Is this possibly <laughs> something to do with that? Totally. Or no? Like when your soul needs to grow, your spirit guides start kind of abusing you a little bit. Yeah, she's she's been very yeah. abusive. No, spirit guides, they don't mean, they're not actually abusive. It, it, it's just that they kind of, um, they don't care how you feel. So okay. they'll just tell you things very straight up to uh-huh. get you moving, to kick your butt into gear. All right. So she um, sounds like that's what Phoebe's doing to you. All right. Number yeah. three, uh, you're tired of just merely surviving. You know, you know, you pay the bills. I've been doing the dishes a lot lately. Really? Yeah. You, oh, you I, I no, haven't. No, you didn't notice that. No, I haven't noticed okay. that at all, actually. Um, <laughs> I've been going through my, like, junk junk mail emails. Oh, oh that's stop. Sad. Yeah, that's, that's sad. Yeah. Who does that? And I've actually been, like, looking at Instagram food accounts, like, mostly of vegetables. <laughs> no, Scott. So that's... That's... That's sad. That's making me a sad for yeah, you. Can yeah. you start reading books again or something? <laughs> so so if you're scrolling through Instagram food accounts, yeah, I think time to change. I think what it is is like when you're when you're kind of like in that place, it's time to challenge your mind a little bit. Start reading books. Okay. You know, maybe I do that every once in a while. I forget to read things and I have to pick up books. I start reading again. Start inspiring your mind. Like this right. isn't like just like doing little things like the, like when I talk about that Skillshare, yeah. you know, like get on there. Slash KYA. Yeah. Get on there and <laughs> and take a class and learn something cool that you didn't, you know, learn something new. Try to like, you know, ch- it's funny because like, you know, we have kids, yeah. right? And we see them, we're like, oh, try this, try that, you know, but we forget we have to do that too okay. because that helps you, you know, get ready to spark for change. All right. Maybe I'll just start scrolling through Instagram accounts that deal with fitness. Okay, because you are into that. You like to try new moves and stuff. Yeah, and like all the people showing off their muscles in the mirror and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you like that? No. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Next one. You've had a big meal, tacos and beans, and you've had an accident. Ew, what is going on? Well, I mean, you're ready for change. I mean, you might have to change change your your underwear. Yeah. Ew. Is that... I'm not even touching that one. I don't even know how to make that deeper than you are. Yeah, jo- I mean, you take okay. So here's you the my, stick. You make these. Is bad. There's no stick to this. Here's the stick. I, I figured it out. There's no stick. These are ridiculous, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, let me make that spiritual for you. Do you, I mean? There's been times that. Well, once I did a side of the road. You remember side of the road? Oh my God, Scott. Buffalo. Yeah. Two nineteen in Buffalo. Yes. Side of the road. Listen. And my Pier One experience. You gotta I told go. You, you gotta go. Behind, yeah, behind a Pier One. I. I told you that one. That's a long time ago. Yeah, Did you have one at Panera too? Uh, maybe, yes. maybe it was a Panera. It was the Panera. It was Panera. Yeah, it was behind in uh, Hempstead, Ew, New York. That's disgusting. I had to go. What and did I, you used to eat? Because you're not doing this anymore. No, I, yeah, I used oh, to have like. And you know, all right. So, well, I don't know. How to, I don't accident, know how to fix that one for you. Maybe that's what happened with those Key West boxers. Oh my god! That's why they were there. I didn't check them, but yeah. maybe they were dirty. Right. Someone needed to change. Moving on. All right. All right. By the way, people, there's no stick. All right. Number five. Um, there is no stimulation in your current situation. The batteries, so to say, have died. These all seem like no. the same thing. Well, I mean. Yeah. You know, like kind of like I think when this one, there's no stimulation. I think like remember back to Jersey Shore, like gym, tan, laundry. Like they kept doing the same thing. Yeah. Gym, tan, laundry. Okay. Is that kind of? Okay. No stimulation. Okay. All right. Change yeah. the batteries. Life, life gets a little robotic. Yes. You, you know, you can feel kind of dull mm-hmm. and boring and stuff. And it's hard, especially with this pandemic, because 
I, I get like really upset because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to go out to eat or try this new like little wine bar. And it's like, oh, nope, Corona. Can't go. Right. Can't do it. And it's kind of like, man, you know, like you miss trying new things or doing new things, but you have to think around it. Think creatively. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next one. The passion is gone. Mm-hmm. And I, the first thing I came out, they probably ran out of the red tiger eye crystals. Oh, Yes. So just get some more. Yeah, just red tiger eye turns that back on. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> if you're wearing, you're feeling gray and you're wearing a gray sweater, maybe. Well, passion is about some sort of, regardless of what the outcome is, just feeling excited about something. Okay. And that I think like this feels like this list is all the same thing. It's like, how do you get excited again? Yeah, I, th- I think so. But it's work. Yeah. It's work to get excited. But when you get excited again, it's work. And I talked about this. I forget which, I think last week. I don't know, because it's hard to get excited or, tur- yes, it's hard, the joy, how to spark the joy. It's hard to get excited about things and turn that back on because it's like, you know, you, you might get so, you're so used to staying numb because then you won't get disappointed. Right. So you think like, oh, if I want something, if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to get disappointed. So it's easier not to want it. Okay. But passion is about turning that back on and who cares? You just do it to do it. You're yeah. not so you're not so stuck on what the outcome is. It's really the experience of it. All right, or just get the red tiger eye. Yeah, it's a little cliche. This yeah. whole thing. It is a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, yeah. My okay. spiel's coming up is more specific. Right. Well, we only have three more to go. Okay. All right. So you're feeling lost now. Oh. This one, you know, normally I never get lost. You never do. Um, I don't like using Google Maps. I know. Um, I, you know, I, I miss my map. I used to use like an actual map. You did. And in my sense, I used to have this like, so I used to have psychic sense when it came to driving. You did. And I've lost that. Oh, because technology. Because Google Maps, now I just put it into the Google. I know. You know, and it tells me where to go. Um, I used to like figuring it out. I know. Even if I got like a couple wrong turns. Yeah. You know, and now that's I'm feeling a, lost That's with that. a metaphor right there. Yeah. Oh, I got one? Yeah. Oh, yes. Look like, like what happened to us that we can't fail anymore. Like yeah. that you can't take the wrong exit on the yeah. highway. Like big freaking deal. You'll get back on and figure it out. But like that's a metaphor for life. Like who cares yeah. if you took the wrong job and you're there and you're like, oh my God, this was a mistake. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Figure it out. It's okay. Yeah. And you know, like even if it took us like an extra hour, you're like, oh, Scott, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, good job, Scott. Like, yeah. I figured out what it is. <laughs> an hour later. It's okay. But sometimes you see cool things when you do that exactly. that you wouldn't have seen before. All right. So maybe metaphor, metaphor technology ruining our lives. It is. Yeah. All right. Two more. Here we go. As we do a podcast. Yes. <laughs> everyone, yeah, podcast. Everyone around you is uh, changing, and this is weird. I, yeah. I, you know, there's this one person that con- we have a friend. We have a friend. Uh, we, you know, a friend. Yeah. And this person constantly, they come over. They're in one outfit. By the end of the night, they're in another outfit. Who? You know that person? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, I don't person. Name that person. Yeah. Is that what they're talking about? Everyone around us is changing. But actually, you know, this one works probably the opposite way. I, I think for us, we did a lot of changing yeah. over the last few years. Yeah. And, you know, if, like, you knew us years ago, you'd be like... We were just talking about this. Yeah. yeah. You know, you'd be like, wait, what? You're a psychic media Well, you thought reader? everybody around you was changing. And I'm like, right. no, Scott, we changed. They're yeah. exactly the same. Right. And I had to explain that to you. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. It's like sometimes nobody else changed, no. you changed. Right. And it, you have to kind of own it. Like, oh, wait a second, I'm different. They're all the same. Because I, yeah. what I'm about to talk about is people really don't change. Like, they really don't. Yeah. Like, you have to, it's rare. I, I blame it on that gift card that I got to Old Navy. All right. What? And 
Well, I got a new wardrobe. Oh, okay. Got it. We're, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last one. I'm going to uh, put everyone out of their misery here. Okay. Um, and this one is probably the most important. Yeah. Even if you have not done one through eight, mm-hmm. if you have done this one, this is a great sign that you are ready for change and really acknowledge that. You find yourself no longer wanting to watch shows on Bravo. It's true. Wow, that's yes. probably a huge indicator yes. of change. Yeah, you no longer want to watch like Mediterranean boats, and you don't want to watch Shahs of New York, whatever it's called, right. and you know you're sick of selling Sunrise or I whatever. Can't All help those shows, it. I like those shows, but that is the number one <laughs> sign that you have you want change. You no well, longer I, want Bravo TV. You I might think, still do Netflix. I think when you have a lot going on, sometimes you can kind of like stop watching. Yeah. You know, I used to watch um, Real World and Road Rules. Like, all, remember, I was yes. like obsessed. You were and then obsessed one day I was like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes you do call it quits on something. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, I, I'm done with Grays. Like, I was watching Grays religiously. And then, like, last year, I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if that's and you, and you definitely have or watched. Change. I think it's like, like, I just got sick of it. You definitely have watched less Bravo. I do. I watch I mean, a lot some less Bravo. Per personal reasons. Well, sometimes when you read people, then it's yeah, like, oh, they're yeah. pretending. Right. And then it's like hard for me to you watch know it. Some of the uh, yeah. Bravo uh, housewives and yeah, stuff. And yeah. Just like, oh. And then it's like, oh, I know what really is going on yeah, here. Because yeah. it's not always like whatever they show you on TV is a lot of it's not real. Yeah. Well, I think after this list that I've compiled, and if you actually listen to it, then you probably need what we all need, and that is some better help. Oh my gosh. I well, mean, I know I do. So here are our sponsors for today. And thank you guys so much for supporting our sponsors because it truly does support us. But I will say I use better help. So I, you know, what interferes with your happiness? You know what I mean? Is it, what's preventing you from achieving your goals? I personally always feel bad telling people my problems because it's hard for me to articulate. You know, I can talk all day about you guys or whatever, but it's hard for me to self-articulate. Um, so it's help. It's been helping me with that. BetterHelp will access your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient, and you can start communicating in under twenty-four hours. There's an app. It's like it's actually really easy. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor any time. And like there's a messenger thing. You can write to them anytime. They're very, very timely and thoughtful responses. Um, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Very easy to do. It's all without ever having to sit in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors as needed. There's like no judgment if you want to change your counselor. It's more, it's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Just go check it out. The service is available for clients worldwide and there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. Um, They have licensed for professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. You can check it out. It's not a crisis line though. Um, In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So here's 
the deal. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off. It's a really good value. Your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash KYA. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash KYA. And like I said, I've, I really have been using it. Maybe and- I should become a counselor. I don't know. No. You don't think I'd be good? Well, you have to be licensed, so you'd have to go to school and I, I can, don't know. I could get yeah, a license. Yeah, you're going to go to school for four years? I, I could try to get on. I'll just make, I'll get a fake ID <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Papa Giorgio. BetterHelp seems pretty serious with their counselors. I don't uh, know. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, oh. All right, next one. Okay, so yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, this impresses me. I have to say, I am, like I said, I am not a high maintenance gal. I have used shampoos, like whatever, I don't care. Well, now I'm hooked um, because through this podcast, I was introduced to Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is a hair care that is formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fill your unique needs. How unique, you ask? Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you. That stresses me out a little bit. 54 trillion. That's That's a lot. Is that even a number? I just like purple and lavender. And then, but then you can pick out like, um, you, you kind of go, they, there's like a quiz mm-hmm. and I said like the things that I needed help with my hair. Like sometimes it can be dry and I want to grow lengths, you know, stuff like okay. that. They formulate it for what you're I, I looking for. I didn't know for. it was 54 trillion. Like, couldn't it be like 54.1 trillion? Maybe. 52 trillion? I don't know. That's okay. like math stuff. Right, I'm going to ask them. Here's how it works. First, you take a qu- uh, quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair. Next, Function of Beauty's team, determine the right blend of ingredients, then bottle your custom formula to order. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute, customized bottle with, with your name on it. And it's your favorite color and fragrance that you picked out. I like lavender. It, it's my favorite. That's I highly recommend that. Um, plus, their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It is the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 Real five-star reviews and counting. It's a really good gift. It is. It's a really do, good gift because it comes all personalized and in a really great bottle. Do you think they have like coffee flavor? They don't. They, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. But they have a lot of flavors. That would be interesting because like then like really flavor. if I put like – if they had coffee flavor and you were walking around, people might start like licking you like your hair. Hmm. Yeah. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20%, 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show, please. That's functionofbeauty.com slash KYA. Thanks for supporting that, you guys. I wanted to talk about why we don't change, why it's so hard for us to change. And my goal with this is that maybe something here will become a catalyst for you because that's how it happens. Something just hits you the right way and you break open. Um, and, and I hope that's what these words do for you. So I channeled this and I, I really wanted, I'm putting a lot of energy and passion into it. And I'm hoping that by listening to it, something in you breaks open because that's all it needs, just a little bit, and then change happens. In life, you can count on basically people 
not changing. (laughs) So, you know, life will change, but the people in it won't. It's true. Like most people don't change. It's something in readings I come up a lot with people that this comes up all the time. The question, if someone else in their life will change, will they commit to me? Will they stop using? Will they start being this way instead of that way? And the answer is free will based. It's other people's choice. You can't change anybody but yourself. You, and sometimes hoping for them to change is such a waste of time. Um, and, and whenever you come up against your life hanging upon another's free will, you will either have to take them as they are or walk away because usually people don't change, usually. So I see this a lot in like relationships. Um, you know, will he leave his wife? Will he finally get the divorce? Will he move here? Will he, all that kind of stuff. Will he ask me to marry him? Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's on him. I can tell you what the trajectory is, but you could too. You can, people basically will stay the same. You can only count on them doing that. And anything else that you want them to happen, you can't hang your head on that because it's such a bad thing to do to yourself. It's such a betrayal to your own, to your own path because it holds you up. So you have to accept people for how they are. That's important. And you can only count on changing yourself. And sometimes, sometimes if you change, people around you kind of do too. So like if you change, either people will run away from you or organically you'll just separate from them in their life. But sometimes people do get very inspired by your change and then they change too. And it's really beautiful, but you can't count on it. In episode 48, I talk about how free will is the key to changing your life, to unlocking you. If you can access your free will and you can understand how to jumpstart it, you can change, but you can't do that for others. So can people change? Yes, they absolutely can. Will they normally? No. Should you count on anybody else around you changing? Absolutely not. And I think that's the first thing that can be kind of like a sucker punch in the gut to people. Um, But it's also very liberating. Whoever around you who you're counting on them changing you really have to take a, a look at them and you have to be like, can I live like this, the way things are? Because this is how it is or not, or not. And that's a choice you have to make. That's something you have to change in you. So that's the first thing um, before I get into this. And it's not a pessimistic thing. It feels really sad, but if you really understand it and you accept this truth, it's a time saver. When I get messages from spirit guides, because spirit guides are not human, Okay, they're heavenly spiritual beings. They don't really care about our egos getting hurt when they deliver a truth. And part of doing this work for myself, my ego is beat up daily. I get the crap kicked out of my ego doing this work. They don't let me get away with anything at this point, but I like it that way. You know, I'm constantly getting straight up truths from spirit all the time in my life. And and honestly, when you stop blocking these truths, it's very liberating. It sure does feel like like a punch to the gut. Uh, but after that, it's better because you do get used to the truth and you get used to understanding that it is what it is and, and it's okay. It, and, and the only control you ever had anyways was your reaction to what's going on. It's a very preliminary thing in a spiritual awakening to understand. You have to accept your partners, your family members, everybody for what they are. So when spirit delivers message to us, it's so we can change. But first, they will drop it in on you in a way which is not sugar-coated. So it's very blunt. And they don't mean to be mean because it's only mean if, you know, 
your, your ego gets involved, your feelings get involved. Because a lot of times in a reading, you know, it's kind of like, well, you ask, so here you go. And you can approach your own ability to change yourself in your life by adopting a similar stance on truth. The way that spirit drops truth on you, you can also drop that same truth on yourself. And not viewing it in a negative way, but viewing it as like, okay, it is what it is. I get it. And there's a piece with that. There's a piece with that. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to conceptualize because... For you know, and different people. For example, like um, I have this one beautiful client, and her son is an addict, and he hurts her a lot. He hurts her a lot. Now that's her baby. That's her boy. You know, he's older. He's an adult now, but that's her. That's her kid. What do you do? What do you do? Of course, she wants to change him. Of course, she's tried to change him. Of course, she's tried every single thing she could possibly do, and he's still choosing to hurt himself. What do you do? You know. that's hard, but we have children and spirit says they're not, they're not yours. They're their own beings. And it's very, very difficult to see that and love them and also take a step back and use your own boundaries and understand, like, I understand you're not changing. I'm here for you when you're ready to do that. Because there's not much, you, you know, you can't do it. And that's not giving up on somebody. That's just saying it in a different way. So the first reason why we don't change, the most primary reason I feel there is, is we don't want to change. Like subconsciously, we don't want to. It's work. And we don't want to accept the truth because the truth challenges the ego. And remember, the ego's sole purpose is to keep you the same. It's your human brain function. It's a wonderful thing. We love the ego. It's kept us alive for eons of time as humans. It, it's That's what it does. And... It shifts everything when you hear the truth. Finding out something and diving into what that means and how to evolve from it, it's going to change you. It's funny because the ego's purpose is to keep you the same. And maybe like, I don't know, 500 years ago, you know, like, um, you know, maybe you don't want to go do something because you could get sick and die. And that could truly happen back there. There's no medicine. There's no doctors like that. You know, maybe the ego kept you up. But now if you just want to like change your job, you know, from like this company to that company, the same brain talks to you. So the same brain that was basically saying like, hey, don't leave the, I don't know, the, the fortress because, you know, the tribe of whatever scary rebels will catch you is the same brain that's going to say, oh my God, don't go from this HR company to this HR company because, because you'll feel the same thing. Like I might die. So if you kind of understand that's the ego's purpose to scare the hell out of you every time you try to change, you're like, oh my God, okay, I got to take it down a notch. I know my ego is telling me that this could like kill me. And that's the feeling, the anxiety and stress and like I can't sleep and all this Take, you know, perspective. It's okay to change some things. You're not going to die even though you feel like you will. That's the ego's job. It makes everything a really flipping big deal. So I, I did I did a reading for a woman. And it was an email reading and, um, she gave me a picture of her and her husband and she didn't ask me anything. Oh God. And like, I see the picture and like, I, I knew her husband was cheating on her. Okay. Like it was very, oh, here we go. And you know, she didn't ask any questions, which is fine. I, but sometimes I can tell in a reading when you, like when people send me pictures and like, they know what's going on, but they don't want to know what's going on. Like they're still not ready to hear it, but they're getting a reading, which is seriously like 
stressful for me because I feel that. And then I'm like, oh my God, like she wants to hear the truth and she knows the truth, but she doesn't want to hear the truth and she doesn't want to know the truth. So, you know, they're not there yet. Anyways, it doesn't happen a lot, but that happened this time. So basically she knew her husband was cheating. Okay. Which is, and it's the whole, so the whole thing's awkward to bring up and it's an email because she knew it, but she didn't want to hear it, which of course I get, nobody wants to hear it, but she asked me. So what do I do? So I look at the picture and, you know, you don't want to like just drop it on somebody because there's tone in an email reading versus a phone reading. So it's like, okay, you know, I feel like you have trust issues with your husband. I feel like he hasn't always told the truth to you. I feel like he seeks attention from other people, you know, kind of like, you know, I feel like you're, you know this and you struggle with it and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So that's the reading or whatever. And she writes back, oh no, he cheated in the past. He's cheated in the past. And he's not doing it anymore. But also he's doing all these things that make me worry about it. So she was, she wasn't there yet and she was doubting it. And, you know, I just, in a very loving and kind and beautiful way, if somebody makes you feel a certain way, if you're not trusting them, if you're having issues, if you're having trust stuff and they, they have a behavior in the past. And some of this is just common sense. It's like, you know, it's not normal to feel so stressed out and paranoid in a relationship. So that's the first thing. So, you know, I try to put it back on her. Like, and even if he wasn't doing anything, like, okay, fine, whatever. He's not cheating, right? Whatever you want to say, whatever you're ready to hear right now, whatever. But let's say he's not. It's not normal for you to feel this way. Okay. So you have to address that with him. And I think with her, and I never heard back from her. And I feel like with her, you know, she, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. And she was very, very upset to hear that what happened before is probably happening again. And I delivered it with love and I delivered it with like, you know, what do you need from me? And, and, you know, talking and everything I could do to try to make her feel heard and validated and seen. And also to tell her, I'm not judging you. This is, spirit does not judge you. Nobody's judging you. This is, this is between you and you and you. Um, you don't have to prove anything to me. I'm going to forget about it. You know, I forget her name. I forget who she was. I just remember the story. But I, it's that knee jerk reaction to she knew the truth, but she needed to cover it up and she needed me to tell her that it wasn't true. It's the lengths we go to ignore truths so that we don't have to change because of them. Because if she knew, and she probably said it, how, you know, when he was cheating last, if you ever do this again, we're done. She didn't want to be done. And she knew he was doing it again. So she would have to be done. She, and she didn't want to change. It's too much work. You got to find a new house. You got to move the kids. You got to financial reasons. She didn't, you know, but so there was a part of her that wants to change, but another part that doesn't. So what does the ego do? It tries to cover up the truth. So that was stressful. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Another reason why we don't want to change, it's not authentic to us to do the change. I always felt this, but it really made sense and was really articulated to me when I had Brett Sorrell, the hypnotherapist, on episode 15 of our podcast. The, um, it's really interesting stuff. She talked about the subconscious and how if your subconscious is not aligned with your conscious, conscious self, no change will happen. Here's an easy example. Like when you, if you want to quit smoking, but it's actually like not a priority to your subconscious, it's not going to happen. That's a very simple example, but it gets more complicated because the subconscious mind is ruled by the ego. So it hides itself from you. This is where programming comes in. You won't change because you've been so deeply programmed to feel unworthy of the thing that you want. So in my own life, vulnerable moment, in my own life, self-worth has always been a really deep struggle for me, but I didn't realize it until um, I had my own spiritual awakening. And even then, it took time to figure it out. It really did. My husband would tell me all the time, like, what is your problem, Megan? Why do you deal with people who are sick? Why do you deal with people who are so abusive? Why don't you take credit for things that you've done? And I didn't know why. I just felt more comfortable being like wallflowered or used or things like that. And I would hold myself back from like achievement. I'd hold myself back from it because I thought, it was because I, I don't like, oh, I don't like the spotlight. I don't like to be center of attention. And actually, honestly, growing up, I was praised for being such a quiet and unassumptive personality. Oh, Megan's so good. She's so quiet. She wants nothing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, it kind of hit me. One of the first times it hit me was 10 years ago. We were living in an apartment, um, Scott and I, with our two-year-old. And 10 years ago, we started looking at homes to buy. Because that's what you do, right? All right, I have a job. I'll look at homes. I felt very off. I thought I wanted to move from my apartment to a house, but then I don't know. There was such anxiety around it. I didn't know why. I, I wasn't as well versed in my own blockages then as I am now. But it's like I didn't want to move subconsciously, even though my conscious mind did want to move. So I was kind of a battle. Looking back, I see this. At the time, it was just like I kept self-sabotaging. I thought I did. I kept looking at houses and thinking of how I would decorate this room, what my yard would look like and everything. And, and I kept picking homes that didn't work out or I would see them. I'd get very overwhelmed. I'd get very upset and I would find things immediately I didn't like. You know, oh, I don't like this. Oh, we can't do it like that, like little things. And I realized... It hit me. It really hit me. Like one day it hit me. We were looking at this one um, community, had a really nice clubhouse. And I was like, oh my God, this is really nice. And it just hit me. I didn't feel like I belonged there. I I remember it even to this day. Like I was looking and it was, you know, in Florida, (laughs) there's clubhouses um, in the HOAs. And it was like, just, I don't know. It's just, it was nice. There was a pool and it was so new and it was so pretty. And I just felt like I didn't belong there. It just hit me so hard. I realized then I didn't feel good enough to own a house. And that hurt to, to feel that. I was like, oh my God, like how pathetic is that? You see, growing up, I didn't have a lot. And I just got super used to being ashamed of that. Ashamed of not owning a house like the other kids did. Um, I felt really out of the loop. I was always really, um, I was always told not to tell people how bad it was. It was a big secret, you know, lie. Don't tell people, you know, what's really going on. Hide it, hide it, be ashamed. It was just this big secret that we didn't have money. And, and at that time, 
you know, like when I, now 10 years ago, I have a degree, I'm working as a teacher, I have the money to buy a home, but I'm self-sabotaging the whole time and not realizing it. And suddenly I did. I realized it. I didn't feel worthy of it. I didn't feel like I was a person who deserved a home. And that simple truth, it sucker punched me so bad. It was this sad, pathetic thing I had been carrying around with me and I finally saw it. It was clear as day, but it had been hiding the whole time. I had to, I had to like figure that out. <laughs> that, and I'm glad I leaned into that because I didn't know what to do with it at first because it was still there and it wasn't going anywhere, but at least I saw it. And since then, I've had a lot of those kinds of moments and I still do because once you see what the subconscious reason is why you're not changing, you want to keep finding those other subconscious reasons that are probably hiding from you. But you know that first it feels sick. It really does feel sick at first. You don't feel good. And after that, it's liberating. It's just weight off of you. You fly. But the ego punishes you first. The the ego punishes you when you uncover that subconscious programming that keeps you down. You get punishment. It hurts. It hurts bad. You feel pathetic, disgusting, vulnerable, sad, weak. That's what happens. And that's why we don't change because we don't like to feel that way. But you get used to it. You do. And then you start looking for it. You do. You're like, oh, what are those other places I'm hiding? Okay, let's go there. Because you see what happens on the other end of it. You're like, oh my God, that's it? Okay, so I was poor as a kid. Whatever. I can own a house. That's my own crap. That's not real. Because I used to think it was real. And I would do all these things to self-sabotage myself from it. Which leads me to the other reason why people don't change and it's personal responsibility. It sucks to own it. it. sucks to own your stuff. It does. To own the notion that you are the only one can make the change you say you want. That's, that's a hard reality. Especially like when you kind of feel a little victimized in life or people did this to me or that to me, which I've been there, you know, and then be like, oh, wait a second. That's, I'm supposed to my turn now. Okay. Like I have to, I have to, I got to fix it. I got to make the change. And the change happens in you first. And only then it can go outward because we don't get what we want. We get what we align to. That's different. We have to shift and move and align ourselves and our thinking to what we want. And then we go do that. And then once, once we align to what we want, it flows effortlessly. I had a reading with a woman um, and she's, She's a real estate agent and she's so beautiful and so optimistic and such a hard worker, like a hustler, so good, you know, but she was always worried about money, that it wasn't ever going to come and that each month was like a stress fest, wondering if she could pay this or pay that, pay her mortgage, get things, are things going to get taken away from her? And during the reading, I felt her family come through, major alcoholic family stuff going on and I felt her past parents coming through and I got that her whole life was wrought with struggle. Nothing ever had come to her without struggle. And she was just used to life happening with struggle. Nothing she did wasn't a struggle. Everything's a struggle. Point A to point B, there's struggle in there. You don't get from point A to point B without a little struggle in the middle. And I told her, you connote money with struggle. You actually are creating the struggle. Just like I created struggle with getting a house, she created struggle with anytime money came to her, it was a struggle. Somebody bailed or somebody wasn't dependable or didn't or something fell through or like whatever. Struggle, struggle, struggle. And it's not there and it's not real. It's something that you are making, I told her. And she was open to hearing that. She really was. But at first, man, I could feel the wind go out of her. I could feel the pit of her stomach hit the deck. It hurt. No one wants to know they are doing things to themselves. But the people who can hear that, those are the ones who get what they want. They take personal responsibility and they align. She took that. She started writing, she wrote it on her, on her vision board that she had up in her office, you know, everything. 
Money flows to me effortlessly. She started her own real estate marketing company and she's doing quite well now. And that's why she took Spirit's message and she aligned herself to abundance without struggle. It's funny because like people get what they want and you just watch, just watch TV. You know what I mean? Like you see these people (laughs) and you know, abundance or anything, love or anything, it doesn't, it's not, you create that people align to it and it happens. Cause you can watch people and you're like, how did, how are they, how do they own their own company? How do they make millions of dollars? Like, how are they, how does that person do it? Because they just know they will. They just attract it. They align to it. it. Has nothing to do with intelligence or anything else. They align to it, and then they work towards it. They took actions. Another reason people don't change. I mean, just failure sucks. I mean, it does. It hurts to fall on your face. And when you're an empath, it's like a little extra because you feel everyone's reaction to it. And if you are unaware of that, of how like others' reactions will control you, it. I mean, it just, it consumes you. It paralyzes you in life. I have so many clients who basically have to stay in a safe situation in order to not make waves. And and like, so they have to hear about whatever that is in their life, which is what a lot of readings happen to be about. They don't want their families to feel reactive to what they do because they'll feel that and that feeling is stressful. They don't want to risk failure because they'll feel others' judgment, ridicule, pity, et cetera, over it. It's their own feelings that cage them in. Our feelings are just feelings. No one, I mean, no one is as mean to you as you are to yourself. And no one, no one pays as much attention to you as they do themselves. Really think about that. Because that's the ego coming in and telling you that your existence and your ups and downs are more important to others than they actually are. That's the empath ego that can come in and can tell you that you're the reason why anyone around you that you love will be happy or sad, that it's centered around your success and failure. If you're too special, you'll upset the insecure mom in your life who needs you to be subservient to her. If you're a failure, you'll upset the dad who needs you to be the carbon copy of him for his own identity. And then however you were programmed and parented, that turns into the boss or the husband or the best friend or the wife or the whatever. You know, you just like find people that replicate that programming so they can keep telling you the same thing over and over again. These are the things that can control you and it's important to see the sources of where you fear the reactions coming from and where you've internalized it. Because listen, failure is necessary. And there's actually no such thing as failure, by the way. Failure is success. Every time something happens to you, rename that. Rename it. Rename that nasty breakup as a success. What did I learn? Hmm, that was a great learning experience. Let's re reframe that. Rename the degree you got for the career you just decided that you completely don't ever want to do and all the money you just spent. <laughs> now you just are like, I don't want to do that. Hey, that's a success. Okay, I'm taking control. I know more about myself now. I'm not going to waste years and years and years of my life doing something I don't want to do. I'm going to stop that right now. And always ask, what did I learn? And always ask, who do I feel affecting this other than myself? And always ask, how am I being influenced by others' reactions to me? Ask yourself, if nobody else was here, what would I want to do? And notice how the first 10 things you'll think of are other people's reactions or their wants or their needs and then see how many see how many you have to go through before you get to what you want because I, I bet you anything the first probably five to ten things are going to be other people's stuff and then you'll get to yourself oh wait a second okay this is kind of hard I don't want to be with him anymore or I don't want to work here anymore or I don't want whatever it is to live here anymore so 
Yeah. It's just a lot of self-talk with spiritual awakening. Another reason why people don't change is they haven't hit bottom yet. You got to hit bottom to change. Um, I didn't just jump out of teaching Spanish, you know, being Senora Firestar (laughs) into being Mystic Michaela. There were some bad years in between and they sucked. They did. But looking back, I learned a lot and I felt a lot of pain. I hit bottom with my own self and I stripped down to like nothing. I didn't want to go back to teaching. I knew that. That's all I knew. I didn't know what else I was going to do, but I knew I couldn't teach anymore. I had a two-year-old. I wasn't working. I was living in another state for my family. I felt awful. I wasn't contributing to my family financially. Um, Finally, I started babysitting um, the neighbor's baby. I really did like that. It was a respite for me. I felt like I could contribute and not betray myself at the same time. But also I'm like 30 something now without a career. (laughs) I didn't ever want to go back to teaching. Like I would have nightmares. I still have them sometimes where I'm back in the classroom and it's like, I never left. And I, but I would have them back then like every night. And, and one point, the father of the kid I was watching asked me what someone with two degrees was doing with their life. Um, he was talking about somebody else. He was like gossiping about somebody else. And, and I was like, hey, you know, I have two degrees and I'm watching your kid. <laughs> I kind of shut him up. But it's funny because what happens is like when, you're, when you hit bottom, it's hysterical because like people around you will mirror your insecurities to you. So like when you're kind of feeling low, people around you, like you'll get triggered by what other people say. And it's just a test. Because like, yeah, this all looked not awesome on paper. I really did feel lacking because I had this need to help people. I just didn't know how to do it. And I did have a gift. I did have, you know, obviously like I could do this, but I really didn't want to do the psychic thing at that time. Why? Because I was consumed with the fear of other people's reactions to it. My own feelings were fencing me and I was terrified of my family's reaction, my friend's reaction, just everybody in general, what they would think of me. You know, I feel people so transparently that it's suffocating for me, honestly, to feel judgment or cruelty or things like that. Um, and that, that paralyzed me. I'm like, I can't do it because I can't feel it. And that was it. That was it. I just covered that up. I put, I closed the door on it. It was, but I hit bottom. So it was like a, the subconscious programming bomb went off. I was like paralyzed. But one day, you know, I was talking to my mom who does this for a living also. And she's like, Megan, just freaking just do readings. Okay. Just stop it. Do readings. And I said, I literally said, screw it. I will. And that was like almost five years ago. And here I am. I just freaking did it. And it never would have happened if I didn't feel so low in myself to just strip down all my fears and all my insecurities to the point where I felt so bottomed out. I couldn't get lower. And I just said, screw it. I'm going to do it. Because you have to get low sometimes to get to the change. It's in that very raw place you can look at yourself in the mirror and you're too tired to make excuses anymore. And it's almost like you've been beating yourself so bad, you know, in your own head. Like, why? sometimes like you're so low, you're so tired that maybe the change is less work than this feeling of limbo or this feeling of discontent that you just like find them to the change. Yeah. I, I got forced into it because I was so low. You decide to do it differently and you can see clearer. So don't fear failure. Don't feel getting low. Don't feel hitting, don't fear hitting bottom because honestly, when you hit bottom, you do bounce up. Finally, people don't change because they don't know how. It's hard to know how. I had a reading with a woman this week, a mom of two, just a lovely young mom. And she wanted to start her own business, but she didn't know quite what. 
And that's how it starts, honestly. A lot of us, you know, I know I want this, but I don't know how to get there. There is this common misconception fed to us by society. We need a, like, a very distinct plan. That's the ego, again, as its tricky little way of holding you back because the plan is given to you as you go as a show of good faith. Make choices that reflect what you want, align with what you want, the way you want your life to look. And, and like at the end point, spirit will give you the way as you go along. It's kind of like a scavenger hunt. When you get to one destination, you'll get the clues to the next. It's not giving you all at the same time. It's how spirit works because faith is something which is necessary to succeed. You want to have what you want, you have to surrender the control in how it comes to you. And believe you me, they'll challenge you along the way. What's your biggest fear? Because you'll face it. Public speaking, crowds, confrontation, people who remind you of your mom or your ex or your brother, they're all coming. You will have to deal with all your fears, all your insecurities, all your issues one by one until you're so flippin' desensitized to the need to protect yourself from whatever these things are that you get to where you need to go. And that's the reason why change is so hard. It's work. But along the way, you totally get desensitized to failure, to other people's feelings, to other people's thoughts. I mean, yes, does it sting? Sure. It still stings. But you know what? It's like, you know, the next day it'll feel better. And the day after that, it'll even feel better. And you just, you've, you've gone through it so many times. You're like, eh, today I feel bad that this person said this about me, but tomorrow I won't feel so bad. And two days from now, I'll, uh, and, and a week, by this time next week, I'll have forgotten about it. <laughs> Honestly, you get desensitized to it. And then you're like, okay, you know, it sucks, but then you move on. I see people do this every day and I see them changing. I see them taking control. I see them making changes. I see them hitting bottom. I see them figuring it out as they're going along. And you know what? They're all laughing. They're laughing at themselves and they're laughing at how it happened because it's messy and it's vulnerable and it's freaking hard, but it's also really freeing. There's two ways to do this life. You can stay the same and that hurts, or you can try to change that and that hurts too. But it's kind of a good hurt, the kind which makes you feel so connected to self and spirit, the kind which makes you realize that life is so precious and so meant to be lived out loud, not in the shadows of the roles others needed you to play. It just feels more true. So today, I ask you to ask spirit for the clues to make a change for your life. And when you know you want something, don't ask for it to come to you. Ask yourself how you can align to it, how you can become it within you, how you can incorporate that want into who you are now, how you can make room for it, how you can encapsulate it. You want love? Be love. Love yourself. Show love to others. Show love to yourself. You want friends? Be a friend to yourself first. Listen to what you have to say when you're saying it. Give yourself room. You want to be a boss? Be a boss with every choice you make. Don't doubt yourself. It's okay to be nervous and still project confidence. You don't have to know it all. You just have to take ownership of your way of doing things. That's a leader. That's a boss. It's okay not to know exactly how you're going through everything. It's just about aligning yourself to the fact that you want to change understanding what that change is and starting to make the little things inside of yourself. Turn on to that. And in that way, and in doing this, you can feel the most authentic to you. I want to hear about the changes you've made. 
on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page. We have incredible discussions about these things. And I'd love to hear your stories about how you have done this. Hey, Scotty. Hey. So after last week, you know, I did this whole thing on reclaiming your energy and how to get your center back and even get ready to spark change, which is what we're talking about this week. Something really crazy happened. You ran it. I saw you run into the office. Right. You were asking for your cell phone headphones, which you've never used. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm meditating. And honestly, I thought something like, is he having a breakdown? Like what's going on? I was covering up for something else. (laughs) That's what I thought. I'm like, what is really going on? And you're like, I'm really meditating. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. What have you been doing? No, really, really. No. Tell us what you've been doing. No, we know about Phoebe and Johnson and Johnson, but, um, no, I was really meditating. I really was. Okay. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I felt a little like, like, I don't know, stuck or my mind was a little cloudy or mm-hmm. not, I guess like, I was listening to your teachings about the grounding and all that. That's yeah. kind of what led it into it. Um, so I figured, you know, let me try a little meditation. I don't like the ones where they talk. So, so I don't want to hear like Deepak tell me like, you know, this is going to be good and this will be great. And, <laughs> right. You know, you third body senses, whatever. Yeah, all that. he gets a little complicated. Yeah, he's very complicated for me. And then, you know, then Oprah comes on and she tells me I like love, all those yeah, things. That's my favorite meditation, the Oprah Deepak. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he tells me to mind the time. And, he does um, mind the time. Mind the time. And you do the rest, he'll mind the time. Yeah. And uh, so, but I like the music. I like this like thing called the uh, binaural, I think it's pronounced. Uh, right. Beats. Yes. So uh, I, I use those. Yeah, they're it, on YouTube. Yeah. And they're actually good because... At the very least, I can like when I turn those on, like I'm very susceptible to these things. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I turn it on, like I feel my whole body kind of like relaxing because I, you know, I do have that little high blood pressure issue and yeah. things. So I feel it, like I can feel it, like I can, like that music, whatever the beats, whatever. Yeah, I really feel it. So it's like an, I guess it's like an auditory thing. Like they do different. Um, it, I guess it's not really music; it's more like an illusion of sound or something. Yeah. And they like yeah. each ear gets different noises. Yes. And, and it's, it's like, like yeah. No, you're right. And um, like some some of them are hard to do. Like some of them, like like it's like like a real, and I can't do those. But yeah. Uh, then I find one I like. You know, some of them like tell me I'm going to open my chakras, or some tell me I'm going to open my third eye, or whatever. You can pick these, the binaural yeah, beat for pick, what you want. Right. I mean, I don't really lend too much credence to that. I just kind of pick the one that I like the sounds of. They said they're they show they're relaxing. You know, obviously there's never science to back up this stuff. Yeah. But like I feel like um you've been having a lot of clarity. Well, what have you been what are your experiences after doing this for a while? Okay, so well one it it, it definitely opened my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like a, after I I do them, like all of a sudden like ideas will come to me yeah. that like were not coming to me. Uh and you know, I'll start you know, trading better again. With the stocks. With you're stocks. saying you're saying with stocks. Like yeah. you do it because, okay, so backs, because nobody would know that. Right. No, I think we've <laughs> talked about this before. Right. But like you do, you um, play around in the stock market right. and it helps you a lot, like just get clarity. With yeah. That. Like I do, like more, it's more like, like ideas. I want like, sometimes like my, like, you know, I, I run you out of stock. ideas. Sure. And I want more ideas. So that, that really helped. And the other thing that really helped, I had my, you know, dentist appointment, which I've been putting off. And you're very to, phobic about doctors. Oh my God. Everyone who knows the show knows yes. how much I hate. I mean, we had Brett on to try to help me. We did. Um, so I had to go to the dentist and I, my, my appointment got canceled because of the pandemic. And then like I freaked out and I didn't want to go again. So it's been like, it was like nine months it makes or it almost worse. a year, I think, yes. before I went for my cleaning. So I was like freaking out. You know, my heart rate is like pounding. My blood pressure is like 7 million over 25 million. And... Um, 
so I, you know, I took, put on the binaural, binaural beats on the car ride over. I almost fell asleep and hit a tractor trailer, that's but bad. that's another story. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got there and I had my, the beats on and, uh, you know, you know, like I never want to go to the dentist, but it made it a little bit better. So actually I think I, now that I, like I lost a little bit of track of time. In that's that great. Now. Yeah. Wow. I think I fell asleep. Well, that's amazing. Um, and then the new, and I, I don't know. I think I can say this, but the new hygienist, she's like, has like this incredible energy. Oh, like really? I was able to feel like, and I usually cannot do this. Mm-hmm. And, but she really had amazing energy. You can tell that. Yeah. She was able to put me like, like I know I had the, the beats on too, but she really was able to know exactly what I needed to happen wow. in that chair. That's great. And she actually, I think it was even psychically, uh, was able to figure out what I wasn't doing, like with my, like my brushing, because I got like the, a bad tooth that eventually is going to have to come out, like in years, hopefully. Yeah. But I don't really brush that well over there. And right. She actually was able to like figure out why I don't brush over there. Wow. Which is, it was like really freaky. She's I'm a like, real healer. Yeah, she's a real healer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely going back to her. I'm not. So I told her, oh, like, that's, you can never leave this place. That's your. Um, I told the doctor, I'm there like, you, you go. You cannot let her go. <laughs> there were little you, red flags. Yeah, I'm like, if you are about to let her go, or she's about to leave, you call me, Scott. That's I will <laughs> see if I could, like, you know, figure out something to make her stay. And then they wrote you a script for value. And then they wrote me a script for value. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah. You have a script for I do. value. Yeah, they gave me two pills. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, Scott, take this before you yeah. ever come again. Right. <laughs> and, and they're like, they're like, well, I can't. You know, the doctor even said to me, she's like, well, I can't make her stay or go, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, you call me and I'll, we'll she's, figure this and out. And she's writing this script for value. Yeah, she's writing the script. So. <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Better help, I need you. Um, Better help. Dot com slash KOA. So, so I think it was, able, you know, it did help me like be able All to feel right, her energy beats. better. That would be cool. No, that's a good and, way. Yeah. No, but just to, um, because last week we were talking about reclaiming energy and this week we we're talking about how to make a, ch- you know, how to even get to... A catalyst that can make you change yourself. Like that's the that's how you do it. These little yeah. tiny moments because it's only fifteen minutes. You do this. Yeah, and, I do it for fifteen minutes. Yeah. So by yeah. Neuro, and they're free on YouTube. Oh yeah, it's okay. great. Yeah. Um. All right. So we like like Scotty said in the beginning, we have a little bit of an aura read off for listeners. Okay. So we're gonna read some auras. Um. If you were part of that contest, and we love to do the contest on the uh, the page just to get. You know, people involved, especially in the pandemic time, since we can't do anything uh, in person right now. So the first one we have is Amanda Ann. These are randomly selected. Amanda Ann. Amanda Ann, you are purple and blue. All right. Uh, the next one we have is Paige Geiger. Yeah. And you are yellow and blue, Paige. Okay. Paige is yellow and blue. We have Chelsea. We have some easier names today. Think, yes. Which is good. That's good. Chelsea Nicole. Oh, she's very light purple. Light, light purple. purple and blue. By the way, I'm going to have a bonus episode releasing soon yes. of all the shades and yeah. what they mean, shades yeah. of color and what they mean. Actually, I think that'll be actually released before this one. Oh, yeah. I think on Monday. Yeah, so you're right. This is, right we're going so back to the future. So check out my bonus episode <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's already been released yes. about the shades. Yes. But, but yeah, light blue. To Mystic Michaela's credit, we are taping this at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> So she's a little bit tired. The full moon affects me. Yes, and there's a full moon. Um, <laughs> we have this is okay. We have Daniel Yoder of Yoder's Fine Apparel and Biscuits. Okay, Scott, Scott, it's weird. Fine Apparel and Biscuits. It's Daniel weird. Yoder. It's weird. No, it's okay. weird. Okay. Um, sorry, Daniel. Jennifer Lyons. 
Oh, a blue green. Oh, a green. A green lady. Yeah, you do have to do that episode. I know. Where we talk about yes, green yes, women. yes, I do. Uh, Katie Mack. So she's this bright, sparkly yellow. I love it. It's like super bright, sparkly yellow, and she's blue too. Blue. So sparkly yellow and a little blue. All explained on the shades episode. Yes, which is <laughs> already released. Back to the future. Back to the future. Okay. <laughs> This is getting a little creepy now. All right. Um, and the last one, this one was not randomly selected. The first five were randomly selected. Um, Mary Pat Stanton had a Buffalo uh, Bills, Go Bills shirt on, so I had Woo, to pick her. Bills. Mary Pat Stanton, you are? She's blue and yellow. Very blue with very, some yellow. Very blue and some yellow. Yes. Okay. So. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is for you and about you. Check out the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page if you're not already on there. Take care, guys. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes.